0: and welcome back to the cover three podcast here on cbs sports that's tom franelli that's danny cannell that's bud elliott i'm chip patterson so happy to be here for the final bull locks show of this season uh we have had a lot of our games from the last bull locks episode be voided on the Locks stock but uh, we are hopeful that as we've gotten to this point in the calendar and as we've gotten to the games with these kind of stakes That maybe we might see uh, a few more of these locks actually get played out thanks to all of you that are joining us live at youtube.com slash cover three as we promised this is your duke's mayo bowl pregame show appointment viewing for those of you who are getting it first so we are like we're not going to waste any time we need to get it to you gentlemen are you all ready to lock it up let's do it picking locks my
2: blue plate special five-star locks are coming
1: since 2005 when service Don't we get these locks
0: five-star master lock lock it up
1: younger is 33.9 we've gone over a million times. You want
3: these locks? I'm, I'm i'm living and dying every, every point every cover
0: charlotte north carolina bank of america stadium a border war North Carolina and South Carolina. Both teams entering at six and six. The line, and this is a a theme for some of today's games, has been moving as this thing, as I'm looking at it right now, we got some 12s on the board. I don't know if there's even a 12 and a half yet. Uh, So, do we have any locks for the Duke's Mayo Bowl? We did. Now, hold on.
3: Does mine count? Because last week, remember, I had to leave early. Mm-hmm. And then I texted you guys in the chat. I was like, give me UNC minus eight. And then I looked on the, I looked on the spreadsheet, the doc, and I'm like, why didn't they put that in there? And then I was like, oh, that game takes place after next week's locks. I can't get that number. Like I can't, no. that, that doesn't count. No, hey, don't be afraid.
0: Lay them. Layup. I am well, locking I up the Tar Heels.
2: It. If Danny gets that number, I want uh, Tennessee plus three, which I bet. And now, no. now they're now they're minus seven.
0: No, no. The rules of the Locks Pod is that when we are recording, that is the number you're selecting. And I, I'm going to take the Tar Heels, and and I am absolutely going to lay every single one of those points. It's Sam Howell against Zeb Nolan. Like I, I understand that Sam Howell didn't live up to the expectations that you or me or anyone else might have had, but we are talking about Sam Howell against Zeb Nolan in this game. I'm it's it, it, two touchdowns feels, feels just fine. So uh, I'll take the Tar Heels.
1: Yeah. You know, we talked about on today's bowl season daily chip that like I had mentioned, if this got to 10, I would consider South Carolina, but the fact that it moved as much as it did in a short of an amount of a time, I'm just going to be staying away from, because I have a feeling we're going to be finding something out here soon.
0: Oh, I mean, there's there was rumors this game could get canceled. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm guessing,
1: considering okay. the way that the line has moved, one of these teams might be dealing with some issues right now.
2: So our 24/7 sports site, the Big Spur, shout out Hale and, and JC and all those guys do a great job. Literally, the number the art article in the, in the carousel with the number one placement is who made it to Bank of America Stadium.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like Shane Beamer does not want to cancel this game. He wants to be able to lead South Carolina out there. He knows there's a ton of alumni in the Charlotte metro area and a ton of uh, fans that made the drive. I mean, let's be honest. Charlotte is South Carolina. Uh, might as well be an in-state game for them. But I, I think the team that's out on the field will likely be down a few players. And if we're talking about the South Carolina roster, it is a roster. But check me on this with less talent top to bottom than North Carolina's roster right now. I think so. Yeah. So missing a few people, I, I, I'm not going to be scared of it. I will lay him with the tar heels.
3: I uh so Zeb Nolan, lest you forget, did leave a did lead a touchdown game-winning drive against the Vanderbilt Commodores way back in week whatever it was. Um, I don't know. I'm scared about this game, but I want to take something. I need something in this game. I'll take the under because I do think. If it is sideways, if North Carolina does blow them out, Mac Brown, man of class, I think he respects Shane Beamer. He doesn't want to run it up on anybody. They'll start running the ball. The second half will become a four-minute drill. Both teams are like, hey, I don't want to get anybody hurt. Let's just get out of here, get as many bodies healthy. So I'll take the under. I feel safer with the under on the total than I do on a side. Uh, so I'll take the under. What is it, 57 and a half?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. North Carolina is a very good rushing team. And Sam Howell has been a big part of that. Ty Chandler's had a career year uh, in that rushing attack. And uh, Will in the chat is, is he drops a, wouldn't it be hilarious that I will agree with, even though it means my lock goes sideways. It says, wouldn't it be hilarious if Sam Howell loses to South Carolina in, no, he beat South Carolina in his first start. Ah, yeah, that was a
2: must-champ special, remember?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is – I was going to think about the storybook ending because it was Mac Brown's first game back on the sideline, and it was Sam Howell's first career start at the beginning of his true freshman season, and he came out and he beat South Carolina in Charlotte in this stadium. So, I mean, you know, if – Sam Howell I, – I am expecting Sam Howell to go to the NFL draft. That is not, you know, me reporting anything. That is just my prediction, and I feel pretty confident in it. And I I could see this being a a little bit of a bookend scenario for him. By the way, I told uh, all the hosts here, but just so the audience knows, uh, Lauren Brownlow of WREL Sports Fan has confirmed that there is a Gatorade or, or a jug of mayonnaise that is being prepared. It has, according to Lauren, four and a half gallons of Duke's mayonnaise with a little bit of water to be able to make it better for dumping. I've heard allegations that that just makes it Alabama white sauce or ranch dressing.
3: That's (laughs) weak sauce. Like like Duke's Mayo, you really couldn't just unload as much as it took to just totally slime and drench the coach in mayonnaise and that's it? I don't know. And so Duke's
0: Mayo, I think, is putting up – the bowl game is putting up like a $10,000 to charity – for uh to the charity of the choice of the coach who's going to do it so here in a couple hours uh, we will see mayonnaise sliding down the back watered down mayonnaise sliding down the back of either Mac brown or Shane beamer since they've agreed to it do they have to like
3: just wear it because a lot of times the coach tries to run away and you kind of get the half on the shoulder and then most of it goes on the ground because they've agreed to this charity you kind of have to sit there and take it right
0: oh you you not only sit there and take it but you make them wait to do it until your entire social media team has their cameras perfectly locked in yeah. on you so that we could do this like with the slow-mo cam and also on the IG live. I think, I think it's going to be a whole production. Oh yeah. It. Cause it's about <laughs> recruiting. A uh, little bit later in the afternoon on Thursday, three o'clock PM Eastern time. We will be in Nashville for the music city bowl and, and talk about a, a line that has been moving Tennessee from plus three, now sitting on Tennessee minus seven and a half. Now, this one comes as David Bell, star wide receiver for Purdue, George Karloftis, uh, star defensive lineman for Purdue, are among the players that are not going to be participating for the Boilermakers over under at 65 and a half. Anyone got a lock for the Music City Bowl?
1: There are still some sevens out there, and that's what I'm locking up tennessee minus seven i chip you're gonna not you're not gonna hear this before but i actually have a better line on this one that i got earlier
0: i got it at a better line
1: (laughs) it was at six yesterday it was even smaller before bud mentioned he got tennessee plus three like a long time ago Uh, yeah yeah oh sorry um it was december 7th i got
2: two thousand down on plus three and a couple more on plus two and a half and uh Lock agreement with you, Tom, on this, because I I made this game pre-opt-out Tennessee minus 11. Yeah. So even regressing to the market, uh, yeah, for sure.
1: And it's not even, it's like, for me, we've talked about it too, Chip, on our bowl daily. Like, this isn't just in a volume of opt-outs as much as it's who opted out. And Purdue's best offensive player, David Bell, has opted out, the guy their entire offense is built around. And their best defensive player, George Koftis, has opted out. And Purdue is just not a team that, I think, can withstand those kind of absences, especially against a Tennessee team that's mostly at full strength. And a Purdue defense that's good, When I think it'll still be good today, I just don't think it's going to do enough to slow down the Vols. And that P- Purdue offense is phew, not great. And without David Bell, and they lost their, t- you know, early in the season, whose name is completely escaping me right now as I stall in my own brain to try to figure out their starting running back, got hurt. So basically, this is a Purdue team that's without its top running back and its top receiver. So yeah, give me the Vols.
3: What uh, What's the SEC's record in bowl games so far? I think it's 0-4. I, I think so, too. Give me give me the Big Ten in this one. Seven and a hook? Let's go. Seven and a hook? Come on. Give me Purdue coming in there, chip on the shoulder, thinking that a little old uh, you know, Tennessee Vol team that's had a cute story this season is going to hang with them. Owners of two of the bigger upsets of the season. Uh, no David Bell, no big deal. Let's go. Aiden O'Connell. Th- hey,
0: listen. Hey, he can he's, sling. He's, he's not afraid. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Brom's
3: going to throw it around there, too. He's like, oh, we got an offensive cool. juggernaut over there. That's an offensive mastermind. What do you see what I'm going to have up my
0: sleeve?
1: Talk to Louisville fans, and they'll tell you that Jeff Brom spent the last few weeks get, trying to get the Louisville job, so
0: maybe he <laughs> didn't prepare for this game. Well, Louisville did its part in that uh, recipe, if, if we're going to be heading down that path. <laughs> yeah. 7 p.m. Eastern time, we head to the Big Body bins in Atlanta for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Pitt, no picket. Going up against Michigan State, no Kenneth Walker. Michigan State, three-and-a-half point favor over under around 55-and-a-half. The Patton Narduzzi special is um, – we are, we are testing the Patton Narduzzi special here because between plus three-and-a-half and minus three-and-a-half, that touchdown – Pat Narduzzi is a very good against the spread record as the head coach of the Pitt Panthers. Three and a half is right there on the line. I'm going to stay away from it. I'm going to not invoke the, uh, the Pat Narduzzi uh, sm- tight game special. Uh, I just I think that the loss of Mark Whipple also has to change our expectations for this offense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not betting anything, I'm not locking anything up. If I have a lean, it is still on the over. Because I do think that, you know, Kenny Pickett's absence is obviously having a pretty sizable impact on this total. I think it opened closer to 64 originally, and it's dropped now nine points, depending on where you're getting it. I don't think it's that huge of a drop for this offense, even without Whipple. And I do think Michigan State's secondary is still problematic, and I think that the Panthers can't take advantage of that. And I also think the Spartans, even without Kenneth Walker, will be able to move the ball a little bit on this pit defense. So not locking anything up, but if I were to take something, it would be the over.
2: So Jalen is not playing either, right? right? The receiver for Michigan State. Man, I do think Pickett is a pretty pretty important piece for Pitt. It, it's not like their run game is really that good. Um
3: No, offensively, it's been a weakness. Jordan Addison. Addison's playing, right though.
2: Yes. Addison's playing, Tasir Mack is not playing, Pickett's not playing, and Whipple is obviously gone. He resigned. Um Nick Patty is through 14 passes this year, completed 12. So, maybe he's not that good. Um, I'm a little bit worried here with the over that maybe maybe Narduzzi, being a defensive minded head coach, reverts to his roots, tries to pound the ball some, and that's not really the way to attack Michigan State. Like Michigan State run defense, not that bad. Michigan State pass defense at times this year. I was very eager to bet Pitt if if they were full strength here because I do feel like they could absolutely shred. Michigan State secondary, but now I I don't know what to do with this. Sorry, I talked too long for, for a guy that didn't have a damn pick. <laughs> Give me I, Pitt. I
3: think I feel I got a live bucket. Come Pitt. on, let's go. Three and a hook. Let's go. Nick Patty, Jordan Addison, the new connection that's gonna happen. By the way, uh, who is second in the country in sacks as a team? Is it Pitt? It is Pitt. They can get after the quarterback. No Kenneth Walker, I almost feel like, is a bigger deal than Pickett, which sounds kind of crazy because Pickett had a spectacular season. And I do think it'll be interesting. What if Patty plays well? Like, does that hurt Kenny Pickett's stock uh, that much? I would lean the under because of what I was just talking about, but I'm going to go ahead and take Pitt. Wants to be there.
1: Let's go. Give me the ACC, boys. Danny's Danny's gonna lock up every single game because he doesn't want to watch them. There are too many of them to begin with. So he's giving Dang himself right. reason to care.
0: Dang, right? I do. <laughs> all dogs, too, right? Hey,
3: keep my well, we haven't finished out our picks yet, but okay. I, uh, I don't want to do a two for one special and take the under, but I'll stay away from it because some of these bowls get a little wacky.
0: Yeah. Um, I have not confirmed this recently, but at one point in the season, they were thinking about, um, opening up the roof for this one Uh, i'd keep it closed especially if you want the over you know let's let's keep that thing like climate controlled track meet kind of uh kind of set up
1: the weather in atlanta tonight's supposed to only be in the 40s i don't know why the world they're thinking opening that thing
0: Pitt and michigan state want to feel at home what if they requested it and they want to have some of the natural elements (laughs) how many people do you think will be there like, do you think it'll be well
3: attended? Because I have my brother-in-law, Sparty, a he, he, uh, big Michigan State fan. He's going, and I was like, how did you get your tickets? He's like, oh, somebody gave them to me. You know, like,
1: I don't know if it's going to be a typical people crowd. I think I Michigan so. State fans will show up. I couldn't speak to Pitt, but I yeah. think Michigan State fans will be pretty pumped for this game.
0: I would agree with that. Um, Wisconsin and Arizona State is going to be your nightcap on Thursday. It is the Las Vegas Bowl. The Badgers are favored by seven over under of 42. Anybody got a lock?
1: I do. There aren't any six and a halfs left, unfortunately, so I'll take the seven, but I don't really care because I took an alt line on this one anyway. I took Wisconsin minus nine and a half at like plus 150, I think. But this is uh like Arizona State. Herm's team, it's identity, it's complimentary football, runs the ball, plays good defense. You know, it's it's like a Big Ten West team, just like the Wisconsin team that it's facing, which runs the ball as an elite defense. Problem for Arizona State is it's missing its two leading rushers and three starters on its defense for this game, all of whom have opted out to get ready for the NFL draft or to enter the transfer portal. And that seems like it's going to be a problem to me against this Wisconsin team, because even though the Badgers offense has a tendency to come and go, defensively, They've been there all season long. I don't see Arizona State being able to put up many points or putting together a lot of long drives against this defense. I don't think Wisconsin's going to need to score too much to cover this one. So I am taking Wisconsin minus seven. But, you know, mess around with some outlines. See what you can find. It, it worked pretty well for me with Maryland yesterday. Also, um, or Arizona
2: State, the guys you opted out, I think, are, are pretty important. Yes. So – both starting corners who started mm-hmm. every single game this year, mm-hmm. and a linebacker, and a backer who had 68 tackles, yep. eight and a half for loss. I'm not gonna. Well, I don't think we can give this out. Can we give this out? What do you mean? I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go real sicko mode here.
0: <laughs> I want
2: Wisconsin first half team total over over. Twelve and a half. I think they come out and they Ooh, hit some bombs and then they number. pound the ball. I know that's a good number. Yeah. I would also take thirteen, which is out there as well. Um, I'm probably
1: gonna go looking that up real quick. Hold yeah, it. that's a, that's a really good.
0: <laughs> and, and you know what else is great about that number, Bud? Because if you if you really want to treasure your bedtime, hey, that's a, that's a great way to be able to cash this ticket and not have to stay up for the end of the Las Vegas Bowl. See, so get that two touchdown lead at, at halftime or not even a lead, just be able to get two touchdowns. You could be in bed by 1115 Eastern. No, no, no. For everyone who tweeted at me about
3: how great the Bulls are, you are forced to watch every last minute of this game until oh, 1.30 a.m. or whatever time it gets over.
0: I think that you, I, this is this is my guess. Um, that was from someone who's had to do a lot of bowl content. I felt, like, I felt like that tweet came from the heart of somebody who had just gotten done doing an hour picks show and getting pulled to do radio hits and podcasts and getting asked about every single bowl game. Because in it, from that position, I do feel you. But it's just we just need to have a constant hum of bowl action so that everybody can just pick it up and put it down, pick it up that and put true. it down. I mean, I feel like I'm the only person on my street who's been working this week. I've been working every single day, and everywhere I look, All the houses just have bowl games on and kids running around and they're not paying attention to it, but they just need it as like a buzzy background noise. And we just have to be there. We're the only people in America who actually are being tasked with what you're saying of of getting deep into every single bowl game. To be fair,
3: I was irritated by the pinstripe or yeah, the pinstripe bowl. That was the one that bothered me. Maryland, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was getting crushed. Their quarterback's about to get killed because he doesn't have anybody who wants to play. That game, to me, bothered me. Cheese bowl was awesome. And, you know, the late one, I guess if you like Bob Stoops, it was fun to watch the first half. Uh, and then credit to Oregon for clawing their way back in it. But I don't know. There was one great game. There's like one great game a day, which is awesome. You just have to watch all of them if you're in our business. Make sure you can discuss them. Yeah, think- maybe there was some irritation there.
0: I don't don't think that there's a lot of college football fans who have that, that demand, you know, they, they just like to pick it up and put it down, pick it up and put it down. We're the only ones that have to keep the content machine churning 24 hours a day through the holidays. Um, Oh yeah. By the way, Wisconsin minus seven. I'll
1: lock that up.
0: Yeah. Can we do
2: some live betting advice by the way? Sure. North Carolina does have a tendency to start slow. And I think given who is out for South Carolina, um, in about 20 minutes, I'm probably going to be looking for opportunities to live bet like UNC over. Um, especially if South Carolina comes out, UNC feels them out. And then like, given who UNC's office coordinator is, we know that
1: guy likes to score points for himself. So, yeah. Yeah, I was hitting the uh, live over on Oklahoma's team total a few times last night and they all worked out wonderfully. <laughs> it's like as soon as I heard like Oregon starting a tight end at defensive end tonight, I was like, all right, well, uh, let's go over here. And we're going to do
3: <laughs> the best part about this pod being what it is, we got kickoff in nine minutes. So we might be able to give out one live, live yeah. bet on the show. Yeah. <laughs> do we have, like,
2: could we live bet for locks?
0: No, <laughs> no. not for the not for locks.
2: But this is
3: That's for the
0: audience. Too far for I mean, I mean, for, yeah. I can't can't handle that right now. But for (laughs) everyone who's watching, and we have a a large audience that's watching, that is going to be a reason to stick around for the live betting advice on Duke's Mayo Bowl uh, once this thing gets started. Taking us into Friday, New Year's Eve, another early start, 11 a.m. Eastern Time in Jacksonville, Wake Forest, and Rutgers. Rutgers, of course, answered the call. They were smart this year, and or over the last three years, or whatever the rolling formula is that gets your APR score together. The highest APR score of all bowl, of five and seven teams, Rutgers answered the call to replace Texas A&M in this game. Wake Forest favored by 16 over under of 62. What are we going to do in the Gator Bowl?
1: First of all, is APR actually tied to grades, or is it just you didn't fail? No, it's just progressing. Yeah. So you don't have to be smart to have a high APR score. <laughs> uh, uh, and I I mean, I am not locking anything up. I feel like Wake Forest is the right side, but I, I this is one of those games like I I this is not a situation we've seen much of before. So I'm I'm not gonna be betting anything. This is a live bet game, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. I have no clue
2: what to do. Yeah. I'm with Tom. Yeah, I, I I like my money too much to be
1: to be bet on this. I I, I mean Wake should blow them out in theory, because Rutgers is not a very good team, but Rutgers is very good at dragging you down into the mud with it. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. I have no idea. And I have no idea like who's even really available for Rutgers, who's like because it's the one the weird thing about all these games being canceled and then schools being contacted about like filling in and whether or not they were interested. It's like, I feel like a lot of the coaches were out in front, like, hell yeah, we want to play. Meanwhile, a lot of the the players were at home like, huh? What? (laughs)
3: That's what I would love to know. I would love to know what the reaction was from the players. Like, awesome. Let's go to Jacksonville. We get the bowl experience. We're going to have fun. We get to play one more game. Or were they like, Ah, geez. I got to, you know, like one, I got to go like practice hard and get ready. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it was. Have you guys heard they did have like a contingency or at least a heads up that like Shiano and the Rutgers staff said, like,
0: be ready. Like we might get an opportunity. Have you heard that? this, the only reason this worked is because it was early compared to how right. these other games have been canceled. We got Texas A&M. Yeah. They uh, bowed COVID out quick. That must've yeah. been
3: a bad COVID bug for them. Then they knew it, that it was going to take a long time for them to recover from it. Eight days ago. Yeah. And opt outs as well. And injuries. And yeah. Yeah. whatever Transfers.
0: else. Yeah. It's <laughs> there like, was
2: just a lot they had to deal with.
0: Yeah. I just, I think that, uh, I think they were scared of wake forest. Um, um,
2: inside info mm-hmm. from Lance Glenn, who is our, uh, on our podcast producers for 24 seven sports network, including the recruiting podcast, which you guys need to go listen to. He went to Rutgers and is still tight with a lot of folks there. And he said, they're very pumped to play
0: the game. Cool. I'm glad they're excited uh, for, <laughs> for Wake Forest. This motivation is to 11 wins has only been hit once. program history and it was in the 2006 acc championship season they're obviously very frustrated with the way that the acc championship game went with all those interceptions and the game kind of getting away from them really quickly wake was wakes fired up to play this game they were they they are very glad that they were able to find a replacement opponent
1: yeah because i mean if you're Wake too there's a bit of terror involved because like you had a great season but if your season ends with getting kind of pantsed in the ACC title game and then losing to Rutgers in a bowl game, that leaves a real sour taste in your mouth on what should have been a very happy season.
3: Give me Wake, block yeah! it up. somebody has to have some balls on here. Somebody <laughs> called out our manhood. Uh, Rutgers got beat forty to sixteen from Maryland. Um, they got beat fifty-two to three by Wisconsin. I think Wake has got to tear them up. They got to get
2: after it. I think they will. I I lean towards Danny there, um, to be honest. Now the only issue is uh, Roberson's out, the the receiver for Wake. Now they do still have you know a couple, but that's because of
0: injury. Wake's got Mm -hmm. no opt outs. There's two players that are unavailable, but both of them are for injury reasons.
2: I thought I thought Roberson was opting out to prepare for the draft. Uh, let's Dueling see. Dueling sources. Well, granted, it doesn't really matter. just supposed to kick off. Like we, we we could agree he's not playing, right? He's not playing. Yeah, I'm
0: seeing yeah. he's not. Yeah.
1: I heard he is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um,
0: oh, no, he 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 um he's doing minor surgery, doing cleanup stuff. So he's opting out. Oh, he's yeah, opting he into waited. surgery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. The one reason why I I do think Wake makes sense to play here is that Wake's very explosive passing football. Rutgers is 129th in passing explosiveness allowed. So probably bombs away. Uh, Would you on all of
3: these? Cause I was just looking at, I was like, Hey, do I just back myself up here and load up on wake? Wouldn't you wait on all of these till game time just to make sure there's no COVID last minute, you know, UCLA type deal where UCLA backed out, but there could be a significant issue. I don't know like I would I would say that's probably the smart thing to do on most of these games.
1: Yes. Yes. Unless most.
2: yeah. Yeah. Like right. I would bet I bet some early and got big time CLV on it and still didn't win. I think I'm like 2 and 9 this bowl season. But um I don't really think that, like I think you're kind of in a dead zone right now unless you think you're ahead of the news which if you are congrats
0: drop it in the chat. Yeah. Help me out. Yeah. Please. Um, all right, let's do the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. You can watch it on CBS. It's another game that has been saved uh, after Miami was unable to make the trip to El Paso. Central Michigan, which was four-hour drive away in Arizona, Boise State left them at the altar, so then they got in the car and drove to El Paso, and now they are going to be suiting up against Washington State. Jake Dickert, the the interim tag has been removed. He has been promoted. Central Michigan, led by our good friend Jim McElwain. Um, West Washington State, minus seven is the spread, over under 57.5. What are we thinking?
2: You guys did see how much more CBS paid than Barstool could pay, right? Correct. Yeah, it
3: was like $3.5 to $300,000, was not it? Yeah, it was like 13X.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: And it was no-brainer.
2: That broadcast no. money, it just hits different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it, any any locks?
3: No. I want to take Washington State. I feel like this is a team that has dealt with so much, you know, with their coach, you know, getting fired. They still feel like they fought a lot. I feel like they're more talented. This one just feels weird.
2: Um I do have a couple thoughts on this. So I think the number, just power ratings wise, is kind of okay. You know what I mean? But like I'll, matchup wise, I, I how much is Washington State gonna be chucking the ball around here? That's what I want to know. Like it, it, it's prob I hate to cop it out and say, hey, this is more of a live betting game. But I mean, why I'm, wouldn't why wouldn't
0: they chuck, chuck the ball around?
2: I don't know. I mean, they, they do have Borg, Borgie still, so maybe,
1: maybe they'll let, let him...
0: Borgie's you know. out, I think, isn't he?
1: Oh, is he out? Okay, yeah, then. Borgie opted out. Oh, excuse me. I. Oh, yep. he did opt out. He's opting out. He's getting ready for the draft.
2: They're also I, without right tackle Abraham Lucas mm-hmm. and corner Jalen Watson.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think Jane Delara still throws the ball a good bit in this game.
2: Super I mean, Michigan's pass defense is really pretty bad, I will say. I mean, they are like... Outside the top 100 in a lot of categories, so
1: I, I don't hate the favorite here, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not locking it up, but I there is just my f- philosophy of fading fading the, the Mac when it comes to bowl season, especially against a Power Five team. I mean, it's they just they have not looked very good in the last few bowl seasons.
0: Solo spotlight for our final two games on December 31st. They are. Going to be the college football playoff semifinals. The first ones in Dallas, the Cotton Bowl, Alabama, Cincinnati, Alabama minus 13 and a half over under a 57 and a half. We somehow made it through an entire super preview without really giving away any of our locks. Now, you might have been able to decipher them. The loyal listeners can sense our leans and our biases and they remind us all the time. So who's got a lock for the Cotton Bowl?
1: Alabama. I do. Alabama,
0: lay lay the good number with Alabama. Alabama wins semifinal games by an average of 18 points per game, and those are against teams that aren't Cincinnati. Lay the 13 and a half with Alabama.
1: Lock agreement. It's not fun. But it's the right play. Just, I, I don't know if it's as you said chip alabama has blown out everybody it's facing the semifinal except for the one time it lost when it lost to ohio state in 2014 and the closest the 11
0: point loss was, yeah it had the 28
1: nothing lead on oklahoma after like a quarter and then it just kind of took its foot off the gas and got ready for the title game afterwards i th- I just don't know how Cincinnati can really keep up with this team. Like, the way that Alabama played against Georgia, if Alabama can do that to Georgia, I have a feeling it can do it to Cincinnati, too. And I just don't know if offensively Cincinnati can keep up. And I I, I think that between Kobe Bryant and between Sauce Gardner, they have two good corners who can help slow down Alabama's passing attack a little bit. But I also don't know how that defensive line is going to hold up against the Alabama offensive line, because we point to the way Cincinnati played against Notre Dame earlier this year as a good sign for it. And it was a very good game. But the thing about Notre Dame's offensive line was that it was a very young unit and early in the season, it wasn't very good. And it got better as the year went along to where it's a pretty good line now. I don't know if Cincinnati would have the same success against Notre Dame if it played them this week instead of playing Alabama. So I, I, I just don't. It, it'd be a fun story. I hope it's a close game, but I just feel like this is going to be the blowout. So I'm laying it with Alabama.
2: I've got one. First half under 30. Mm. Um, I think eventually Bama will, you know, get on them. I don't know that that happens immediately. Mm. I, I think Cincinnati's defense is pretty damn good. They don't blow a lot of assignments. They can play man-to-man very well. They can also play some zone. I think if you're next saving, the only way you lose this game is, you know, if you just turn the ball over a lot, because I really don't think that Cincinnati can score that much on your defense. So I think a, a little more conservative game plan here for saving to the tide is is probably in order starting out. Uh, and as long as the game is, is within script, Cincinnati probably doesn't have to start doing anything crazy. I wouldn't think, of course, I mean, hey, if I lose this, if. Cincinnati says, hey, beat us in man coverage. And Bama's like, okay, and bombs it on him. Uh, but obviously that's why they call it betting. So under 30 for me in the first half.
3: Come on, Danny. I'll take the Bearcats. You got to do it on You going money line? Oh. <laughs> uh, two, it's a lot of daggum points yeah. in a playoff game. I will remind you guys against Texas A&M. Bama was a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. Zach Calzada came out, shocked the world. I don't think Cincinnati shocks the world with a win. I think this will probably be a 10-point Alabama win. I'm a little bit worried about, you know, the late, like you might be sweating this one out late. I think I think Cincinnati's better than we're giving them credit for, and I think their defense will be able to slow down. I think the loss of Mechie is a big deal. Probably my biggest concern is that Will Anderson like wreaks absolute havoc, like strip sack, you know, pick, you know, like pick six potentially, like what he could do against this defense. But I do think that Cincinnati's defense will be able to at least have a game plan to prevent the big play from happening. Like I think they can help with Jamison Williams in coverage enough to keep him contained. Um, So I think Cincinnati makes a game of it. I hope they do.
0: Not they, I mean, that's like, what, if I'm wrong, I'm enjoying
1: yeah. the end of this game.
0: <laughs> if I'm right, it's Alabama-Washington again. And it's just like a, a slow choke out. And you're, they were two touchdown favorites coming in. B-Rabbit, a loyal listener in the chat, pointed that out. He said it was 16.5-point favorites against Washington. Everybody was all on Washington talking about too many daggum points. And Alabama just kind of... Ah. What was that score... Wasn't it close in like in the first half? When did
1: it get sideways? It never really got sideways. I think the final score was what 24 to 7. Yeah. It, ne- it never got crazy. It was just you knew from the start that Washington was not going to win the game. You could just tell by but, the way that their offense was not able to do anything that they were going to win
2: the game. Uh, Browning through the through the pick six to the defensive lineman, right before the half. Remember? Yeah. That's what it was cuz it, it was, it was like 10 it was, it was like 10 7 going into the half. To Tom's point, we never, ever had any reason to think that Washington could move the football on Bama. And it was basically just, can Chris Peterson find some sort of magic here? Uh, and the answer was no, because Jake Browning was their quarterback, and they didn't really have.
0: And I do think Desmond Ritter is a upgrade yes. on Pac-12 yes. offensive question of the year, Jake Browning.
2: Is this Cincinnati team a bottom five team ever to make the playoff? I don't think so. No. I mean, it's a good the Mid- team. State team is the number one team, or the worst playoff team ever, with a bullet. I think. Yeah, I gotta agree with that. I mean, thirty-eight to nothing, total stomp out to twenty-fifteen Bama.
3: Tennessee had this team in the fourth quarter in a dogfight. I don't know that. that I just. It is. I'm going with more of what I saw all season long, and I'm trying to ignore the SEC championship game. If you get that version of Bama, like tease it up to whatever you want to at take an alt line and make it 21, you know, whatever it is. Um, I just, also, I'm going with, we're going to get more of what we got most of the season from Bamba, which wasn't the dominant team. So I don't have them in front, but
1: what were Alabama's numbers in that stadium? Isn't it something ridiculous? Like they're undefeated winning by an average of a hundred points per game in that stadium
0: in the cotton bowl. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, what they, also, the other team
0: they, they also crushed
2: USC in that stadium to open the year. If you, if you recall, by the way, did you see the players voted to not leave the team hotel? Yeah, it's a lot easier vote to make when you're in Fort Worth than, than you are in Miami. By the way, I want to point that out. Like, uh, we we talked about this. Yeah, it's why did Saban one. choose Dallas? No distractions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there there are several chain restaurants near the Star that you could go to.
2: Where was the uh where was the Super Bowl played when the Atlanta Falcons dB got got uh, got clipped for uh last <laughs> that, that was in Miami that was in Miami. exactly right, Danny.
0: and that's where we will turn saying, our attention now for that's, the that's orange seven 30 p.m Eastern time kickoff Georgia and Michigan the Bulldogs favored by seven and a half over under a 45 and a half. locks
3: My favorite play of the playoffs. give me the under.
0: Ooh, unders in the 40s for your shorties. 45 and a half. Is that where it
3: is I can get? Yeah. Yep. I
0: just think both of these
3: teams are going to do what they've done all season long. They're going to play great defense. They're going to try to run the football. Look at South Carolina's getting after Sam Howe. They got off the field early. Um, they're going to, and I think both, I think especially Georgia, I think they're tentative on Stetson Bennett. I think they're like, hey, we're going to ride our defense. We don't have to face Bryce Young. We don't have to worry about getting sliced and diced, carved up. So we're going to go back to what we do. We're going to control. We're going to play conservative on the offensive side of the ball, maybe take our shots. And then I think Michigan will probably try to do the same with Haskins and Coram in the backfield. I think it's going to be a challenge for them to run the football, but I don't think they're going to have, you know, they don't have Bryce Young on their team either. So I think it's going to be a bloodbath that everybody thinks it's going to be.
0: I'll take Michigan and all those points. And let's go ahead and punch that in while it's seven and a hook. And um, I don't know, a little little bit of a gut play. I think this, I think it's a very good number. If you like this matchup and think that the two of them are going to end up playing a close and competitive game, because you're going to be sitting there. If the game, for example, is tied with, four minutes left and the place is going crazy and the atmosphere is incredible. And after Alabama blew out Cincinnati, we're like, yes, finally, this is what we wanted. If you're sitting on seven and a half, you've got, I mean, very hard to lose that in that scenario. So I, I think that these two teams match up very well. I think it's a favorable number. I believe that truly it is a coin flip or at least the kind of game that Michigan has. What is the percent probability of like a seven and a half point spread? I don't know. It's higher. Michigan's probability of winning this game is higher than what seven and a half suggests, and so I'll take all those points.
1: I am terrified of the
0: Daxton Hill situation. You think that that, because it's of huge. him going up against Bowser?
1: Yeah, I, I think that it's, you know, like Aiden Hutchinson obviously the bigger name. David That's the job was awesome, you but just... Daxton Hill is a huge X factor in this game. A, because he's very good. But like you said, he's the guy who's going to be covering Brock Bowers. And if Bowers. he's not there, that's that's a huge advantage. That's something I think Georgia can exploit. Because I and think he's Daxton big in run Hill, support. Yeah, he's he's a very important player on that defense. If Are y'all believing
0: this? JT Daniels might be out there playing with the first team? Or do you think that's the break glass in case of emergency option? Is that out there? I didn't see that. You, is that like a rumor that's out there? People. Have I, I would not give it. Say it's credible. I think you. that there is. Uh, there's there's a notion that we see J T. Daniels in this game.
3: If it's early and it's not a break the glass type of situation, I think it's a panic move from Kirby. Mm. But I mean, I just I think that is a panic. I think you have to go with the guy that got you there this far. Again, it was not. Well, we were talking Dennis about his mobility
0: all. being a great thing against the Michigan pass rush. Is something that you would want.
2: Yeah, how healthy is he? Like that to me, that's what it comes down to. I I don't know how to comment on this because I don't know how healthy Daniels actually is.
3: And do you right? mean from a COVID situation or from the oblique and shoulder oblique, oblique
2: shoulder, all, all that kind of stuff? I how can he? I do be not think that they're going to I don't think they're going to put Daniels. I, I think it'll be Bennett. Um, now, if Bennett, if they really don't think Bennett gives you a shot to beat Bama, if you make it through. Then maybe maybe you maybe you roll it you, know, you you roll him later. But South Carolina running back pass caught touchdown is now
0: so, the live time time to hammer North Carolina live.
1: No, yeah, like your, your minus twelve might have already lost
0: yeah. <laughs> because it's what seven zero. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got we got a lot of time, my friend.
2: Sixty nine yard running back pass. Wow, that
0: was good. a little
3: wildcat, I think, wasn't it? They're playing hard. Mm-hmm. They're getting creative. South Carolina
0: is. Beamer wants yeah, the mayo. He wants <laughs> it. All right. Any any other Georgia, Michigan locks? I think the number's you know kind of
2: good, to be honest. Um, like I'm not really showing any value against the number there. I I have thought about playing Michigan team total under first half. Just seeing if they pound their heads into the wall, you know, and, and see if they can run on Georgia. But I'm not, not gonna hit that yet. Well what would that number what's that number gonna be? It is seven and a half.
0: That is stressful, my friend. That is a sweat. You get one special team touchdown, and things get dicey real quick.
2: That's true. And we know in big games, Georgia special teams sometimes are an issue, Mm -hmm. like the fake punt, if you recall.
0: I do. I very much recall. Yes, very intensely. Coming up on the other side, we'll take it into the new year the rest of our locks for the rest of the bowl season, starting on new year's day with the Outback bowl. Next. Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Penn State taking over coconut shrimp. Arkansas suiting up for the Bloomin' Onion. I don't know how y'all feel about coconut shrimp. I have no relationship with Outback, so I feel like I can speak freely. I used to work at Outback. But I mean, I, shouldn't, shouldn't everyone root for the SEC? just based on the bang for your buck that you get if you've got a table of 4 and you get one free appetizer that onion is going to go way farther in terms of what it's delivering to the entire table how much you can enjoy of it coconut shrimp's going to be gone in a heartbeat you don't even get time to savor the coconut shrimp
1: yeah but then you got to sit at that table and smell everybody's breath after y'all just ate a bunch of onions
0: <laughs> mm. i'm team blooming onion i'm with you yeah Um, Arkansas is a two-point favorite in this game over under of 48. Does anybody have a lock? I do.
1: Arkansas minus two. I'll just go through the list. Penn State, Jahan Dotson, out. Ellis Brooks, out. Brandon Smith, out. Jaquan Brisker, out. Derek Tangelo, out. Arnold Evakidi, out. All pretty important players for Penn State. This is a team that I'm pretty sure mentally – just wants to get the hell on to 2022. I think you know Arkansas will also be missing a couple of players itself. Traylon Books, Brooke yeah, out. is out, Trey Williams is out. Arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> but but like Sam Pittman, I just feel like this team's gonna be fired up, ready to play, looking to get a win over a Big Ten team in a big bowl game on New Year's Day. So give me the Hogs minus two.
0: What's uh What's the SEC's record in bowl games as we're sitting here recording at 11.45 uh, Eastern on Thursday? It's, it's 0-4. And four. Yeah, 0-4. I got to take Danny at the roulette table here. I mean, <laughs> do you think that the SEC is going to finish with zero bowl wins? I mean, regression suggests that there are just some SEC wins that are out there, and boy, this does feel like one of them. Arkansas, short number, Go ahead and lay it. And I think that I am ready to test, you know, in a bowl game for the first time since 2016. They're going to be, you know, excited about the process. But I, I am ready to test my gut feeling that Sam Pittman's a good bowl coach. That, like, from really connecting with his players, enjoying the experience with his players, trying to celebrate that as much as possible in a way that can have some value uh, when we start to make these predictions. So, you know, we talk about bad bowl coaches, good bowl coaches. I, Sam Pittman, just off the cuff, I'm going to say, uh, he's got a lot of the qualities that you would expect to be a good bowl coach, so I will ride with Sam Pittman and uh, the SEC bowl record regression lay the two points with the Hawks.
2: Yeah, I agree. Go ahead and lock it up for me. Not we'll huge, you but... Mainly because of the offense that Arkansas runs. Even without Traylon Burks, that is a lot of, of isolating guys in space. And there are a bunch of dudes out for Penn State. Also, like defensive coordinator Brent Bry is gone as well. So mm-hmm. uh, that concerns me a little bit. And Arkansas does not give up a whole lot of explosive plays typically. So you're asking Sean Clifford, without his best weapon, uh, to consistently try to drive the football. Execute in the red zone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't really think that is something that he's going to do
1: uh, very well. So, I mean, the thing with Jahan Dotson is you basically lose your running game too because Penn State can't run the ball, and they use like a lot of bubble screens as Jahan dot to Jahan Dotson as their run game. So he's gone. So you've got your deep threat gone. You've got your, your run game. He's gone, and you're still behind a pretty mediocre offensive line.
0: 1 p.m. Eastern time, the Fiesta Bowl features Marcus Freeman in his first game as head coach leading the Notre Dame Fighting Irish against Oklahoma State. Now, I mentioned good bowl coach, bad bowl coach. How about Mike Gundy? 15 consecutive appearances in the bowl season. Cowboys are 10-5. and Now, it's their first time in the New Year's Six since 2015. Uh, I believe that might have been an L for the Cowboys uh, back then to Ole Miss. Check me. Doesn't matter. 10 and 5 is right. Uh, Oklahoma State is a two-point underdog in this game, and the over-under is 45. Jim Knowles not going to be there, I'm assuming. Right? Correct. Yeah. Mm, anybody got a lock?
2: Yeah, Notre Dame. Um, I think they're a the better team. None of the opt-outs really have are, are scaring me. They have plenty of good backs, so Kyron Williams... Uh, I think his opt out probably has caused this number to you know, like not inflate beyond where I think it should be. Um, Notre Dame minus two. I think this number should be north of field goal and probably closer to five. I think Oklahoma State's offense is complete BS. So, yeah, go ahead and give, give me the Irish. I might be missing something here. I bet this no, one's no, no, open no, no. to I'm two. A, by the way, I got to play the,
3: on the total. This okay? is the one bet that I, I made play on it the not total made. as well. I mean, you said it. Their offense is trash. No Kyron Williams. It's not like Notre Dame's uh, offense is dynamic by any means. Give me the under. Under city. Fight,
0: fight, fight. There are, there's just too many fast players on the field, and this game doesn't mean a lot I just you know overs have been good in bowl games and we talk about how the defense you know sometimes we just see these defenders they are a step slow there's some miscommunication um you know a couple big plays here and there 45 is a low number for the speed and the athleticism and the talent that's going to be on the field I I think that especially with Jim Knowles not being a part of this for the Cowboys I'll um I'll go ahead and take the over. I th- I think this game might might have one or two dumb plays that lead to touchdowns that be able to take us over the top or at least keep me from wanting to take the under. 45 is too low. So uh, I'll go ahead and I'll take the over. I
1: just chip you got to root against Oklahoma state going like 1 for 10 again in the red zone.
0: Oh yeah, no, the both teams <laughs> I could see having some trouble in the red zone. Like it's that the red zone offenses for both these teams are reasons why Danny wins this lock fight. But I do think that special teams, defensive touchdowns, something that just ends up being like a blown assignment, just there's too much talent on the field for me to think that the, too much talent and no stakes. That is my combination that, uh, that, that gets me to the over.
1: Let's just all agree that no matter what happens, if Notre Dame blows Oklahoma State out, we say it's because the players are all happy Brian Kelly's gone.
0: Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And we also make them preseason top three next mm-hmm. year. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Freeman's Notre Dame Fighting Irish in 2022 is going to be one of the biggest national storylines of the year going into it. The finishing number five is like the best thing that can happen to you. So
2: Remember I'm going to be fading Notre Dame next year Then you're saying? All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that who's is, your number one team next year? Bama and Ohio State's number two? Yeah. Wow. Illinois.
3: Regardless of outcome? Of, yes. Because Bryce Young's coming back? And CJ Stroud's
2: back.
0: You yeah. just sort of yeah. throw those two up at the top. Oh, I was more curious on Bama. I think, yeah. Yeah, one, two. I mean, who does Bam Bama got... lose off this team? Jameson uh, Williams. Jameson yeah, Williams. Will Anderson's back. Jeez.
1: Yeah. But Illinois got Tommy DeVito Neal, so <laughs> Illinois
0: number one. I, I think that that's where, – where do you put Clemson?
1: Top um, ten.
0: Ten? Yeah. yeah, but not higher than five.
1: Mm-mm. I don't think no, so. not me. Somebody will, but not me. What do you do with Michigan? Oh, Michigan will be top five, I would bet, in that yeah. area. I mean, unless they get absolutely crushed by Georgia. Mm-hmm. But even then, they still beat Ohio State soundly. So it's like I still think that the, going into next year, they'll be ranked pretty high. So what they if, lose both Ajabo and Hutchinson, right? Uh, I think so. They definitely lose Hutchinson. I'm not 100% Ajabo sure. Ajabo is that. a third year. What now? if
3: – we're getting sidetracked from our locks. What if Caleb Williams goes to Georgia?
1: Three. If, if Caleb Williams goes to Georgia, they might be number one. That's what
3: I was kind of kidding at. Like, does yeah. that. Did he say something at the press conference last night? He did not say he was locked in, coming boomer sooner. He said oh. he was going on vacation, taking some time.
0: Buddy, y'all, listen, Brent, let me talk to you real quick. You and oh. Jeff need to find out where, who to talk to. Don't forget where that NIL down. money. That NIL money
2: is
1: real nowadays. Oh, Danny, look what you did. Danny, this is going to cause major rumors. Dennis what? just tweeted, my God, we've reached. Dennis Dodd just tweeted, my God, we've reached the point where hyping a condiment being poured on an adult male passes for programming. When we have the discussion about bowl relevance, I'll start right here. Look what oh, you've oh, done, Danny.
0: You infected go. Dennis. <laughs> bowl season is not broken. It's doing fine. Yeah, man.
3: You guys must love preseason football, NFL, too, No, right? it's, no.
1: It's, it's because great. Why, why does every game have to be for high stakes? Entertainment. It's entertainment. Look, it's
2: a bowl game. These bowls are not really for the college ball fans. They're just there because you don't want to talk to your in-laws the entire time and you want something <laughs> on in the background, and they're really for the casual fans. That's why they rate so damn well. Because everybody's I, home but this morning. Well, they rate well because there's working. nothing
3: else on on a Thursday right. at 11.30 a.m. It's absolutely
2: means, a goldmine I'm, for ESPN. They don't really yeah. care if the guys opt out. You know who cares I, who they opts don't out? Them.
3: They the never know. The Bulls, knew Bulls them care if, if they opt it. out.
2: Like, right.
1: I got to disagree. Spot. I got to disagree because I don't consider myself a casual college football fan and I love the hell out
2: of it. No, no. It's, it's not that you don't watch it, Tom. It's that they are so, so profitable and popular because of all the casuals who watch it.
1: But yeah, but like if you look at the ratings for them, it seems like it's a lot more than just casuals who are watching these games, right? But look at the number of bets being placed on them. It seems like there's a lot more than just
2: casuals watching these games. No, I I don't want to imply that it is just casuals. I'm saying they are so profitable because of the added eyeballs and interest you get from people who are home from work. Like a lot of the country, kind of works, kind of doesn't. Especially now that we're all working from home during COVID, you know, like not really working a ton during this time of year i mean we are because we're producing college ball content like gotta yeah. under armor like this. i said
0: i'm the only one on this street who's working everybody else is just kicking it
2: i was at disney last night till 9 30 shooting video and, and and got up and and jordan labeled it for me which was which was awesome we're going to ship that off for you know for doing the uh the under armor stuff but like most of the country isn't watched or isn't working a whole lot right now so they got it on in the background it's pretty
1: cool fun but that's just, why they exist just one question though for like because like We're getting way off track now, but for like the, we got to expand the playoffs because these bowl games are now becoming meaningless. How many opt outs were there before the college football playoff? None, right? Yeah. So why is expanding the playoff going to solve opt outs when the playoff is pretty much what led to them? Well, it will, it will solve opt outs because there
2: is a stigma for opting out of a game in which your team still has something to play for. So it's we're just giving players.
1: ourselves four more games where there won't be opt-outs, where there'll still be even more opt-outs in every single other game. So then yes. after we expand to 12, everybody will just say the rest of the bowl games are meaningless and there are too many bowl games. So it won't fix anything. It'll just give us more playoff games. Let's I'm all quiet.
3: about more football. Let's just give them a 13th regular season game. <laughs> I'd be
2: okay with that. Um, all right. So South Carolina is actually playing to carry and Joyner here in this ball game.
0: Not Zeb Nolan
2: correct.
3: well they're rotating in. I think they're using the kid as like a wildcat, aren't and they? Now
2: th- and now they just put him in.
3: yeah, they're like rotating quarterbacks. They actually have a nice little creative game plan they've come out with, like thirteen
2: nothing sixty six yard touchdown pass.
3: yeah <laughs> this has Mac Brown like disappointed after like we
2: weren't ready to play. we had to like this whoever has- gets that job out like if if they stink next year again and Mac gets the hook. That's gonna be a really sought after job, by the way. It's a great
3: gig.
0: You're it's gonna have two, in two, in the two rough, openings man. in the coastal
2: that, that people are really gonna, gonna like.
0: No, no. Yeah. The, the phrase you're supposed to use is sleeping giant. Yeah, sleeping <laughs> giant's <is> even better. <laughs> nah, sleeping giant ain't waking up. So, so what are, are we doing live, live line here? Two?
3: Any yeah. live line plays?
0: No, I'm I'm dug in with my loser ticket. I'm not gonna throw bad <laughs> money at throw more oh, money. Oh, and they
3: went for two and got it.
1: Look, I'm looking at it. What it is? Oh, they haven't adjusted yet. Hold on. All
0: right. Well, hey, Citrus Bowl, Iowa and Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky favored by three. Over under of 44. No Tyler Goodson for the Hawkeyes. Um, give me Kentucky. Short number. SEC regression. Also, Mark Stoops, good bowl coach. Got wins against uh, NC State, Virginia Tech. Yeah, because I looked it up. You know Clemson snapped a 730-day bowl win drought for the ACC? The ACC went from Louisville beating Mississippi State December 30th, 2019, all the way until Clemson took down Iowa State in the Cheez-It Bowl without a single bowl victory.
1: Hey, Chip, guess what? What?
0: Fight. Oh, yes.
1: Fight. 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 It's funny. I can't remember who it was, but I was watching a game either yesterday or the day before, and the announcer was doing a promo for this game. It's like, Kentucky, Iowa, it's two contrasting styles. And I was like, huh? Contrasting styles? They're the same damn team. Mark Mark Stoops is literally turning Kentucky into the SEC's Iowa. That is his game plan. But, uh, no, I just... Uh, three points is too many for Iowa here. Like, they're very similar teams. This is going to be a low-scoring kind of rock fight. Kentucky's going to try to run the ball into Iowa. Iowa's going to try to run the ball into Kentucky. I think Iowa, even without Tyler Goodson, is going to have more success doing it. So give me the Hawkeyes plus three. And if it was Kentucky plus three, I would be on Kentucky. It's This is going to be a close game.
3: Give me the under. It's going to be ugly. Both t- like similar rock fight. You guys all said all the reasons why it's going to be a low-scoring game. Defense is on display. Not spectacular quarterback play. Uh, give me the under all day long. The
0: Rose Bowl. Oh. Oh wait, are you? Do you have a Citrus Bowl? I do actually, yeah. Um. So, is there twenty?
2: Kentucky team total. I'll take under twenty three and a half. Okay. Um. Kind of wait for twenty four if you could, but I, I, I don't I don't hate playing twenty three and a half. Um. Basically, so Kentucky has no opt outs for the bowl game but their number two and number four most targeted players on the year in Josh Ali and Isaiah Epps are uh, are out because they were in a car crash. So they're going to be okay for next year, but they're not playing. Um, a little bit concerned here because Will Levis has almost double the yards per attempt against zone as he does against man. I think that's probably because the play-action game works better against some of the zone stuff. But I do think that's a fairly big deal because – you know, Josh Ali had 10.2 yards of target this year, which led the team. Uh, Wondell Robinson, obviously, 8.8, was kind of their most notable guy. He was more of their volume volume dude, threw the ball out of the backfield some. Um, that, to me, screams maybe a lack of explosive plays for Kentucky. And Kentucky's a team, or Iowa's a defense that doesn't really allow a lot of explosives anyway. So under 23.5 team total uh, for the Wildcats for me.
0: I can rock with it. Rose Bowl, Ohio State favored by four and a half. Over under of 64. Um, Utah coming in, first time making an appearance in the Rose Bowl. Ohio State with a a slew of opt-outs, including the likes of Chris Alave and Garrett Wilson. Uh, We will be seeing C.J. Stroud in this game. Uh, Thoughts on the Rose Bowl? Who's got a lock?
1: I'm...
2: I do. <laughs> you go first. Ohio State. I've, I've, I've been waiting for this to happen. They, they have double adjusted for the guys opting out for Ohio State. We talked about this, I think, like three weeks ago. I was like, just if you want Ohio State, wait, because I guarantee you the number already bakes in Olave and what's his name not playing, right, uh, Garrett, Garrett Wilson. But Ohio State still has a bunch of studs. They have a ton of good young receivers who y'all, you already know about Smith and Jigba. Right, but you also have Julian, and you have Marvin Harrison Jr., and you still have the better quarterback in CJ Stroud. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, uh, that that Ohio State scores a whole lot of points here. Lock
1: agreement. Yeah, I just I think that this line has gone too far. Everything you just said, it's. Like we've, I've talked about, yeah, they're missing the receivers. Who cares? It's Ohio State. They have 50 more. Uh, I do have some concern about Petit Frere missing. That is their starting left tackle, but they recruit well on the offensive line. Haskell Garrett is missing, but they recruit well on the defensive line. Ohio State recruits well. It can withstand these losses. Utah, I have some fear the way that Michigan was able to run the ball down Ohio State's throat that – Utah can, will at least attempt to do the same thing. I just don't know if they'll be as successful for it because they have a good offensive line, but I don't think they have an offensive line that's quite on the same level of Michigan's. So I feel like as long as Ohio State shows up jacked and ready to play, they should win this game. And I know that there's some people who question whether they will because of the motivation for playing in the game because players have opted out, but I guarantee you the players in the game will be fired up. Nobody just goes to a Rose Bowl to walk through it.
3: Give me the Utes. You guys see their helmets? Fight. Fight.
1: Did you
2: bet it at 10 and a half when it came out? No. I tried, I, but it got hit before I could even get it. It actually got hit down to like nine.
3: Um, I like the Utes to win this game just outright. Um, I absolutely think Ohio State. I think it's give a crap factor. I think Kyle Whittingham is one of the more underrated coaches in the country. They smoked Oregon back-to-back because I think Oregon took them lightly. I think Ohio State's a little bit cocky, thinks all they have to do is sh- uh, just show up. By the way, North Carolina just went three and out again, I think. <laughs> this is about to get ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look at I don't know if Ohio State wants to be there. And, yeah, when they show up and the game's on TV and they turn the lights on and it's there, they'll want to play. But as we've seen in a lot of these bowls, it's not about just wanting to play. It's about the prep that leads up to it. I think Utah will come in here with a better mindset going into the game. Man, I I think it's a – I worry about Ohio State and what they look like in this one. And, ah, we'll be ready for next year. You know, like let's go win a championship next year. I don't know if the Rose Bowl resonates as much as we think it does with the Buckeyes. And clearly it doesn't with four players. Like I think Ohio State is a program that has a problem where if you're playing for a championship, everybody's all in. But as soon as you're not, it's – check out city and i'm just gonna yeah we'll we'll go through practice we'll go we'll play but i just don't know if the motivation factor is there as much
2: chip who is this down for north carolina on the field right now
0: i don't give me the number i don't have the uh the game pulled up I'm okay, to either ends with the
2: two or starts with the two so I think it's uh, 52 52 okay um where is cj stroud from california, california.
0: Mm-hmm. rancho cucamonga uh yeah I think he's going to be motivated to play. Chris Lave from Wait,
2: when, the, when the quarterback is motivated to play, I think everybody else can be motivated to play around him. I, I think those young receivers who are, are eager to get on the field and, and get fed the ball uh, are going to going to be
0: pumped up to play. They finally get to play. How how about those photos of Ryan Day in Disneyland? (laughs) I couldn't get enough of that, man. Just so happy getting paraded around in a horse-drawn carriage all by yourself. His chest was just puffed with so much joy. I'm glad he's enjoying his time uh, around Pasadena. Um, No play for your boy. Night game on New Year's Day. Baylor and Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. Ole Miss favored by one and a half over under a 55 and a half. Anybody got a lock for the top 10 Sugar Bowl? I, I,
1: if Matt Corral plays, I would 100% be all over Ole Miss. I just, I think he is going to play, but I don't know yet. So I'm not locking anything up.
3: Are you saying like COVID related or because th- he can't back out now. He already went on the record. I can't leave my guys behind. Did like, he go um, on the record? Oh, yeah. He had a great quote. Like one of my favorite quotes of the bowl season was, oh, I'm playing. These are the guys that got me here. There's no way I'm not playing with them. Like he was. All right, give me Ole Miss minus
1: one. Yeah.
3: Boom. in, And. Uh. Jeff Lebby is staying too, and I think it's part of this mindset of we want to finish what we started. And I don't know if Brent Venables is thrilled with that, but I think you got to give him a ton of credit for staying there to call the bowl game and stay with his quarterback. Yeah, so, yeah I think
0: screws up Caleb Williams. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Very good point. you <laughs> well, um, got he feels. Yeah, I'm going to join Tom here with Ole Miss. Uh, I think Ole Miss actually is pretty excited to be in the Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe in Baylor. I think they're an improved team. I, th- I think Dave Aranda has done a tremendous job this year, but their offense really is not very good. And I know Ole Miss's defense is not good, but it is improved, especially re- if you take out some of the the pace stuff. My ha- like the reason I'm not going harder on this is because Aranda has done a really good job against some of the spread stuff. Like, look what he did to Lincoln Riley. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. Levy doesn't run the same thing. Uh, as they do, but um, yeah, go ahead and give me Ole Miss here. I, I think this is the right side uh, in in the ball game. I'm just not confident or confident that Bader can score enough. Let's uh, let's lock it up. I'm with you guys. Ooh, unity. <laughs>
3: You were talking about before about motivation from a quarterback. Although, <laughs> I will say this, early returns on that out of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Sam Howell <laughs> wanted to be there too. Doesn't look like anybody else did at North Carolina. Is he still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe he opts out of the second half, uh, pulls a Tylen Wallace. Uh, I, Matt Corral, to me, playing is huge. Uh, it, it was one. Of, like, of And I think when you're evaluating talent, and it's between him or Kenny Pickett, who's going to be the top quarterback off the board, I like Kenny Pickett a lot. I wonder if NFL teams will look at this game as an opportunity for Matt Corral to sort of separate himself. And I think the mindset of finishing what you started will resonate with NFL scouts too. So I like the Rebs here.
0: All right. And then finally, uh, after that New Year's Day game, we'll have uh, Sunday NFL, Monday NFL, and then Tuesday, January 4th, one last bowl game. It is the Texas Bowl LSU in Kansas State in NRG Stadium in Houston. Kansas State favored by three and a half, over under a 48.
1: You know what's going to happen? I'm going to be watching this game on that Tuesday. And I'm going to be like, man, there are too many bowl games.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I got nothing for this one. I have no idea. Like LSU, I don't even know who's left. Who cares if they care who they want to play? I, have a, I, I think Kansas State's going to show up motivated and ready to play, which is why I would take them. It's just fundamentally I'm kind of opposed to taking Kansas State minus three and a half against LSU. <laughs> so Kejuan Bouquet is coming
2: back, right? But is he actually playing in this game? Have we seen that? I have not seen that. I'm looking for that info. I, I bet this pretty hard when it was pick and plus one. Um. Three and a half, as Tom said, is definitely a, a different number um, for locks purposes. I will go ahead and lay it with Kansas State. Nice. I don't think, L- I don't think LSU wants to be here. Uh, I already had, so I made anticipating some opt outs for LSU. I made Kansas State six and a half in this game. I've been thinking LSU's kind of BS all year, as you guys know. Like that was kind of one of my early things. So I'm gonna keep riding that uh, Damone Clark's not playing. Uh, Neil Farrell is not playing. Uh, Trey Palmer is in the transfer portal, the receiver. Although we do know that you can play if the staff wants to let you play, as we saw with WKU. I got burned on that. Um, Nussmeyer. do we know exactly what's going to happen with Nussmeier in this game? Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't play, like this game will burn his red shirt.
3: Which is stupid, by the way. Yes,
0: because he's got three appearances,
3: four maybe, uh, four, four? Oh, so then this would be the fist would burn it.
1: Yeah, which is yes. just ball games shouldn't be. I I think
2: he'll play personally and burn the red shirt. Yeah, because I mean I think it's an opportunity to to put another, another game on film in front of Brian Kelly. Obviously, Max Johnson has transferred. Miles Brennan uh, is not transferring, but he's not going to play in the bowl game. Chris Kleiman, uh, they have a new offensive coordinator, and that's it, as far as I know. And they do expect the quarterback to play. So, yes. I think LSU is just not a very good team.
0: Don't hate it. I'd be on Kansas State, if anything. Maybe... uh tag it with some dumb college basketball tag tag a Kansas state money line with the college basketball play just to get spicy on a Tuesday here at the beginning of 2022. But, uh, no, uh, play for me. All right. Um, before we get to our money line sprinkles, uh, a quick review of where we're at. Tom is on Tennessee minus seven, Wisconsin minus seven, Alabama minus 13 and a half, Arkansas minus two, Iowa plus three, Ohio State minus four, and Ole Miss minus one. Chip is on a loser, North Carolina minus 12, but don't mark it yet. Wisconsin minus seven, Alabama minus 13 and a half, Arkansas minus two, Kentucky minus three, Michigan plus seven and a half, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State over 44 and a half. Danny has Purdue plus seven and a half, the North Carolina, South Carolina under 57 and a half, Cincinnati plus 13 and a half, Wake minus 16, the Kentucky, Iowa under 44. Utah, plus four and a half. Pitt, plus three and a half. Ole Miss, minus one. Then Georgia, Michigan, under 45 and a half. Buds got Tennessee, minus seven. Wisconsin, first half. Team total, over 12 and a half. Bama, Cincinnati, first half, under 30. Arkansas, minus two. Kentucky, team total, under 23 and a half. Ohio State, minus four. The Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, under 44 and a half. Ole Miss, minus one. Notre Dame minus two and a half. Kansas State minus three and a half. We got ourselves a, a bar fight, two on one. Uh, Tom and Bud against Danny in Tennessee, Purdue. Uh, two and one. Chip and Tom against Danny in Alabama, Cincinnati. And then Tom and Bud against Danny. Ooh, two. So we got Tom and Bud against Danny. Danny fighting all alone in both Tennessee, Purdue, and Ohio State, Utah. Very interesting for our stats. Outright lock fights include Iowa and Kentucky, Tom against Chip, and uh, Notre Dame-Oklahoma State total. Uh, Chip is on the over and Bud is on the under. Our lock unity, Arkansas minus two, and Ole Miss minus one. Shout out to the SEC. And And then lock agreement, Wisconsin minus seven with Chip and Tom. Bowl sprinkles. I got one. How many money line sprinkles we want?
1: I have two.
0: Okay? I got a couple. Mm. Got a I well, I'll just go ahead and start. Michigan. Good value. Coin flip chance they win. I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll sprinkle that Michigan. I'm with you. Nice. So
3: I almost feel like I don't know if Michigan covers like in a tight game. I ever feel like they get blown out or they win outright. You know, I just, I and mean, I think it's either their year or it's not. And I think if it's their year, they're going to win. And I do. I have. I have. I, I I like this Michigan team. I think they're playing with a ton of confidence. I have no idea where is Georgia is mentally. I mean, JT Daniels. The fact that we're even considering making a change at quarterback, I think speaks volumes to the offensive issues. A lot of teams have been in close games for a half and then panicked against that Georgia defense. I don't think Cade McNamara will panic and keep it close, and they'll come
1: out in the end. I don't you? have any. Don't have. Just come on. Give me one. All right, uh, give me one. Money line sprinkle here for the bowl season. All right. Um. You want Iowa. That's what
2: you want. I was going to take Iowa. I got Iowa as a. As a yeah.
3: What is the rest sprinkles? of your sprinkles,
0: Danny? Yeah. I got Iowa. Iowa.
1: Yeah. Give me Iowa. And yeah. uh, give me Penn State. Penn State. I can give you plus 110. All right. So, Bud, you
2: said you're on Iowa, too? Yeah, I mean, if I, I I probably should pick one. It's in the spirit of bowl season. Um, I'm not betting this, by the way. Like that plus three in that game is
1: pretty damn valuable, and obviously the under twenty three and a half. But yeah, I right, I am on Iowa plus one twenty six as well, and in my screw it, why not money line sprinkle just because who knows Central Michigan plus two forty.
0: Hey, who knows, right? You know, it just. Jim McElwain lead them on over from Arizona to El Paso. Why not watch that game on CBS? Or you can watch it for free on CBS or through the CBS sports app. We are going to be back with our college football playoff instant reaction show. That's right. It's, it's just like our regular instant reaction shows, which means that when the orange bowl goes final, and we are all tied up with our responsibilities, which hopefully will happen very quickly, shortly after it's done. Are you live blogging the Orange Bowl? Uh, no. Okay. That, that'd be a good start. If I am, nobody's told me yet. Okay, well, and if if that's the case, then we're all in trouble. But as soon as the Orange Bowl goes final or as close to it, we are going to be at YouTube.com slash Cover3 breaking down uh, what happened in each of the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl as well as some of the other highlights from the New Year's Eve games. And of course, since we will have our national championship matchup set, our initial thoughts on what is going to come in Indianapolis about a week and a half later. So, youtube.com slash cover three. Go to the notifications. Smash those notifications. And yeah, depending on where you are, that means that you get to spend your New Year's Eve with cover three. Might break out the tux again. Might have some champagne. Who knows? We'll see. Only time will tell and only you can find out if you come join our New Year's Eve celebration, uh, New Year's Rockin' Eve with the cover three podcast recapping all of the college football playoff. Are you going to say something, Tom? I am live blogging the Orange Bowl. Okay. So, hopefully it is a blowout. So that we can have as much pre-written as possible. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Danny Cannell, You can follow him at Elliott 3 You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much.
1: Thank you.
2: See ya.